Hello, and welcome to The Signal, Workplace NL's health and safety podcast. Workplace NL is the Workers' Compensation Board in Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. The focus is to promote safe and healthy workplaces, provide return-to-work programs, and offer compensation to injured workers and their dependents. This series of podcasts will provide you with the latest information on how workplaces can protect the health and safety of workers. Please enjoy the show. Welcome everybody. My name is Deanne Feltham-Scott. I am an OSH educational consultant in prevention services at Workplace NL. Today, I welcome John Din. John is the Workplace Mental Health Educator at the local branch of the Canadian Mental Health Association here in St. John's. Today, John and I are going to be talking about uh, the importance of communication and language and how it matters in workplaces. Um, And this podcast today is part of our Psychological Health and Safety Week that we have every January um, as part of our education and awareness of mental health and the importance of uh, creating workplaces that are psychologically healthy and safe. So psychologically safe workplaces with positive communication have staff uh, that are uh, more engaged, more productive, more efficient. They tend to have uh, better mental health as well as physical health. And workplaces that, um, that take care of their workers' psychological health and safety, they have uh, lower um, staff turnover as well. When we create that culture of positive communication, rather than, I guess, that culture of silence, we are able to deal effectively with problems, we can address the issues that are present in the workplace, which will help us to avoid any type of incident from occurring in the workplace itself. So the way that we talk about and communicate our overall mental health, as well as mental illness, is quite powerful. When we're talking about mental health, it's important that we make sure that we use language that is based on respect and civility. It builds trust and collaboration, as well as enables positive uh, interactions and relationships in the workplace. So welcome today, John. Um, so glad to have you here. Thank you, Deanne. Really uh, glad to be here. Thanks again for inviting me. So as workplaces, we want to have staff that are engaged and have good overall health that includes physical and mental health, because as we know, there is a huge connection between the two. Yes. We want them to be happy to come to work, and we want them to see how valued they are as an employee. And we also want all staff to be recognized for the contribution that they're making to the overall uh, goals of the business, how we do our work and the interactions that we have in, uh, in the work. So when we don't talk about mental health, we really pass up a huge opportunity for making um, workplaces psychologically healthy and safe for us being able to create that nurturing space where everyone feels supported in where they are in their current mental health. 
So talking about mental health is an important step to take to creating this type of, of workforce. Awareness, education is an important first step for any organization to take. So what are some of the ways that we can encourage people to talk about mental health in the workplace? Yeah, well, Deanne, um, you know, you want to communicate, um, you know, listening and acceptance in the workplace, right? Listen to the person without judging the person mm-hmm. as weak. Again, a no judgment zone. No judgment. Uh, mental health problems are common. Yeah. One in three of us will experience yeah. a mental health problem or illness in our lifetime. That's right. Uh, most times people experience them, I think uh, 75% will occur before the age of 24. Yes. Uh, the World Health Organization has identified depression as the number one leading cause of missed time or absenteeism in the workplace. And, you know, we spend about 60% of our waking hours in our workplace. So we're more likely to see or experience mental health issues in our workplaces yeah. or see them in, in our staff or experience in ourselves. So we need to educate ourselves uh, that mental health problems are not due to weakness or laziness or character, def- you know, flaw or personality defect. Um, we shouldn't be critical of people for having mental health sy- symptoms or become frustrated with them. Um, Mental health issues and problems are a real medical condition. Sometimes they're brought on by a lot of like uh, biochemical, physiological issues, right? So we should treat them uh, as any other physical condition, right? So some things you can do in the workplace to encourage people to talk, you know, put up posters or, you know, advertise your services within your workplaces that you uh, like any other physical occupation, health and safety initiatives, uh, things for men- mental health, right? Um, celebrate mental health events like Bella's Talk Day or Mental Health Week or Mental Illness Awareness Week, you know? If you have completed a mental health first aid course or maybe assist applied mm-hmm. suicide intervention skills training, display in your workplace your mental health certificate to show that you are trained in mental health first aid or display your assist sticker in the workplace. Yeah. Get people to ask you, what's, what's that for? Yeah. Get the conversation started. Let people know that you have this training and you are a supportive person and, and someone who can be, you, know, you can talk to if you're experiencing some mental health concerns. Uh, if your workplace has a mental health and wellness committee, you know, post information or send out information to employees about the services or resources available or how to access them. Uh, maybe you can offer some training uh, to employees and managers on how to start the conversation. So mental health first aid uh, training is a great training, and it teaches us five basic steps in terms of having that conversation. So assessing the situation, listening, giving reassurance to a person, and encouraging professional help and support. Uh, CMHA has a number of courses. I always got to put a plug in for CMHA, as you know, again. But uh, we offer a number of courses for workplaces under my program. So uh, Coworkers First is another one. Uh, Not Myself Today is Mm -hmm. another program. It's an evidence-based program for workplaces to help, uh, you know, know, talk about mental health in the workplace, you know, build understanding and awareness, reduce stigma. And one other final point I just want to add there uh, in terms of encouraging people to talk about mental health in the workplace. be careful when we're asking people, you know, don't use questions about how, how you're doing as a greeting. 
Mm-hmm. For example, like we, a lot of times we might say to a person, "How are you doing?" But we're using it really as a as a greeting. How as hello. Right. If you're going to ask someone how they're doing, be prepared to talk to the person about how you yeah. mean it as you're yeah. concerned about the person and you want to know how are they really doing. And be prepared to talk to the person if the person answers you. And That's they, a they really got some good point. Good. So a lot of really times in a workplace and uh, in, in, in our lives, we ask the yeah. question, how are you doing? But we're not really expecting an answer. But, you know, when we ask that question, make sure we ask in a way that we're showing concern and we want to know yeah how are you doing that's right and that brings us uh to the to to the next question about you know how do you talk to someone that you think might be having uh, a mental health issue i mean as as an employer even when we've created this supportive workplace you know we've developed policies and proceed uh, policies and procedures that acknowledge psychological risk factors we still have some staff or co-workers that might not feel comfortable in talking about their mental health for various reasons um, and you know sometimes we might be worried about them because we've seen some kind of change in their behavior Uh, in the work that they're doing, in their attitudes, that's concerning for us. So in this case, what's your guidance, I guess, in uh, in talking to someone that you might think is perhaps um, having an issue with their mental health at the moment? Yeah, that's a... That's a, a difficult one for a lot of people, and sometimes mm-hmm. they may think I'm I'm being nosy or I'm intruding. Uh, but when you do notice that a person may be experiencing mental health care, offer to meet with the person. You know to raise your concerns yeah. in private. You know offer support, approach the uh, the person. You know and offer support to the person is important. Um, you know, make the person's safety your priority, your first priority. Assure the person that it's confidential, that you're yeah. there to help them. Accept and respect the person's feelings and experiences. Don't probe and try to figure out, you know, a diagnosis or illness. That's not our, our role to do there, right? So approach the concern maybe at first as a maybe a workplace performance issue, maybe something you let the person know you notice. I've noticed, you know, things lately that you're, you're not going to meetings or you're not participating as you normally do in meetings right. and that, you know. Is there anything on, uh, on the go or going on with you? You know, to tell me a little bit what's right. what may be happening, right? Yeah. Let the person know, you know, that you're, you're concerned, right? Remain focused and uh, avoid overreacting uh, to what the person says. And we all try to tend to minimize or fix it for the person. So we don't want to, like... Um, you know, tell the person, like, offer some glib advice, or oh, you'll get through it, right. or, you know, you'll manage, right? So don't don't minimize it. Validate what the person is going through. It's a real men, men, uh, yeah. mental health issue, right? Offer to collaborate with the person, you know? What can we do together to get mm-hmm. help? Um, let, the know, let the person know that you're there to help them. You know, if there are any resources in your workplace, Offer that to the person. Let the person know about some of them. So if there's the EFAP program, right. employee and family assistance program, are there any professional help that may be useful to the person? Or are there community resources out there or any online resources, right? Yeah. If there's a referral process to your EFAP program, 
let them know about it. You know, let them know it's confidential. Mm-hmm. Uh, your manager doesn't need to know about it. Um, if you've used the EFAP program, endorse it to the person. Yeah. Let them know that I've used it before I found it helpful. Right. You know, uh, let them know it's, it's normal to use it. And again, set a time to, you know, talk to the person again. It's not a one-and-done process, so you want to make sure you, you follow up with the person, check in with the person, right. see how they're doing. We're not checking up on them in terms of how they're doing with the work. We're checking in with them. How right. are they doing, right? Exactly. So that's our, our focus on the, on the person's uh, safety and, and uh, mental health is our first priority. So important in creating that supportive uh, work environment. When someone feels comfortable in talking to us, or, you know, we've we've had that, uh, I guess, that initial question, they weren't comfortable at first, but now when we ask them again, they are starting to feel more comfortable with us. It's important that we really listen to them. So we can understand what it is that they need, not what we think that they need, but what it is that they need. Many communication experts call this active listening. And I know, I mean, if you Google active listening, you'll get a million hits mm-hmm. of, uh, yep. of, of what it is. So what, in, I guess in your words, what is active listening and how do you teach someone to be an active listener? So active listening basically shows the speaker you're engaged. Uh, you know, it involves more than just hearing what uh, what they're saying, but letting the person know that you're listening. And you can show that you're listening by, you know, our body language, our demeanor, the responses that we make to the person to let them know that they're being heard. Um, so you want to show that you uh, show the person that you're fully focused by paying attention. And the goal of active listening is to acquire some accurate information from the person to understand them and their situation. So you not only hear what the person is saying, but you understand their, their message and what they're trying to communicate, what they're going through. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways we can, uh, things we can do to improve our active listening skills. Um some basic ones, you know, that we're probably aware of, but sometimes we're not always, we don't always practice them. So face the person, you know, mm-hmm. maintain eye contact. Ensure that you and the person are at the same level. Like if the person is standing or sitting, you want to make sure that you stand or sit right. with them at the same level. Put aside any distractions. If you've got any papers on your desk or you're doing any files or full, or close your computer. If you're, you know, someone comes in, just close your laptop and and give the person your undivided attention. Right. Put do not disturb on on your phone. Do not disturb on, right. Or turn off your phone. Let me turn off my phone for a second. Exactly. Or let me close the door for a second. Yes. Relax while you're making eye contact with them so that they can see that you are interested in what you have to say. So filter out any distractions and focus on what they are saying. Uh, Instead of maybe their speech or their mannerisms or, or that, Focus on really on what they're saying. And also pay attention to body language and the nonverbal cues that the person may indicate to us. So nonverbal communication makes up almost about half you know, mm-hmm. of our, uh, yeah. what someone says, right? So nonverbal communication, as we, we know, is eye contact, you know, our body movements, posture, space, our touch, you know, facial expressions. So 
people can communicate a lot by their actions. Yeah. So observing a person's body language can help us get meaning behind the words, what they're saying, listening to their tone, their volume, or the pitch in their voice can help us interpretate, interpret sorry, what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Be open-minded. So again, uh, be receptive to new ideas and arguments or information that the person is telling us, even though it may be different from us. Um, you know, empathize with the person. Be curious. Listen to what they're saying, you know. Try to find understanding in the person's feelings and beliefs. Let the person finish without interrupting. Don't try and finish the person's sentences for them, right? Um, if you get off track with the person, you know, bring the conversation back to what our original concern yeah. was, right? Um, if you ever get out of sync with a person, you know, you can always get back in sync. So just bring the conversation back to what you were talking about, paraphrasing what is being said, you yes. know. And that's a great way to clarify that you what you heard and clarifies clears up any misunderstanding so it also lets the person know that you know what what they've said to you it's important and you want to get it right yeah so you want to make sure that you're getting it right empathy is Mm -hmm. a big one at the end so try to put yourself in a person's situation to feel what they are feeling right identify any emotions you notice uh, and convey understanding to the person what you know what you're what you're seeing in them right so your ability to be empathetic lets the person know you want you acknowledge and understand what they're going through and thinking and feeling. Um, we always try to humanize and normalize their feelings. So what I mean by that is humanize. Let let the person know that you know it's totally understandable that you you feel this way. You That's know, right. given what you you've told me, right? Um, normalize. You know, a lot of people going through what you've told me would be you know upset or stressed or you know and as you've told us one in three canadians one in three canadians are experiencing so, so a we, mental health issue in the course of a year absolutely so they are not alone and it gets it's even higher now with mm-hmm. because of covid so mm-hmm. normalize and humanize it for the person right there's a great video by a, a lady bernie brown a social worker yes. and people might have, have heard of her is one that she does on empathy versus yes. sympathy and it talks about understanding the perspective of others and staying out of judgment yes. and recognizing emotions in others and communicating that emotion back to the person. Uh-huh. So a lot of the time is that just doing that builds the connection. And then some other things we talk about, you know, is asking questions, you know, um, you know, to the person. Make sure your questions are appropriate and focus on what right. the person is saying and give regular feedback to the person. Let them know that you're following and you understand what's what's being said or your interest, you know. Tell me more yeah. about that. So yeah. th- these are all things that we can do to show the person that we're, we're listening and things that we can all learn exactly uh, just by practicing them, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, communication is, is so important in everything that we do, uh, not just in the workplace, but in life, in our yeah. family relationships, our friend relationships. So, and the act of listening is, uh, is a huge part of that. Yeah. Well, I think that we've certainly covered a lot of good information here today. And, um, you know, I mean, words, we've got little words, we've got big words. Mm. But you know what? At the end of the day, the words that we use um, to describe our mental health, to describe mental illness is very powerful. 
Absolutely. Um, and again, I'm going to reiterate that it's it's critical that the language that we use is based on civility and it's based on respect. Um, when we use that type of, of language, then we're able to build trust and collaboration yep. uh, between everybody in the workplace and have those positive relationships. Yes, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you, Deanne, um, for having you know, me back again. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it was wonderful. Some really great yep. information that uh, was shared today. Um, and until next time, have a healthy and safe day. Thank you, folks, and uh, stay well. Thank you for joining us today. Transcripts are available to use in your workplace to increase workers' knowledge in various occupational health and safety topics. Visit WorkplaceNL.ca for more information on the services we provide to workplaces. Feel free to share the signal on social media to improve workplace health and safety everywhere. Thank you and have a safe and healthy day.